fucks up sluts it's me aisha host of the aisha please podcast back again for another week of shit talking munchies like a mug because you know i'm hitting a j and getting real about the fuck shit that's happening around us so let's not waste any more time let's get into it shall we Hey y'all, so I know this episode is a smidge late and it's also a way bit longer than the hashtag quickie episode, which is why I said this is a hashtag not so quick quickie episode. Um, I just want to hop on here. I know I gave a bit of description of what I'm talking about, uh, you know, in the podcast bio, but I just wanted to intro, you know, with a little bit of a trigger warning because there is some, you know, themes that we talk about that might be triggering like body dysmorphia, uh, you know, sexual assault. Uh, coming out stories, all those kinds of things, um, exploration of body. So just want you to know uh, that I understand that those topics might be sensitive for some people, but I also recognize that this was just such a beautiful conversation between Quinn and I that we wanted to share. Um, Quinn is a phenomenal artist here in Detroit, a local artist. They use they, them pronouns. And I was really honored to share this space with them and my body with them and be able to partake on this beautiful journey of this three panel painting series with them. So um, just wanted to let you guys know, um, I don't, I didn't put any fast forward spots, but you know, just know if you don't really want to hear, uh, you know, about that part of the episode, you can just skip forward to the astrology part, which is um, a needle chart reading that is done by the Art of the Zodiac Company um, with the astrologist C.V. Henriette, which is super cool. Just, you know, she read my needle chart and just, uh, it was beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. Um, just learning about why some of the behaviors that I have exist and some of the things that I can look forward to in the future and some of the things that made me who I am. And it's beautiful. So there's a lot of personal sharing on this episode, but I only share it because I feel like, you know, I'm being raw. I'm being honest. Like these, like, like I said, none of like this episode, the only thing that's edited of this episode is literally me taking the two recordings and putting it together and putting some breaks in between because I recognize that it is sensitive topics. Um, so that's the only thing that's edited. Everything you hear is like straight from what we said, um, whether it be with Quinn and I or whether it be with, you know, CV and I, very, very, very raw. Um, and I just hope that, you know, me sharing these really raw, vulnerable parts about myself help anyone who may be experiencing any of these things or just you know want to know that they're not alone in the world with their experience because guess what we may be all different but that's one thing that makes us the same so I hope you enjoy and you know trigger warning that there's some sensitive topics love y'all peace Fucks up sluts, it's your girl, Aisha, host of the Aisha Please podcast, back again with a super late episode at a super early time, um, because life is what it is, um, and Black women need breaks, which is why this episode is called Black Women Take a Nap, because we deserve it. Oh, y'all. It's so funny how I used to start these episodes with lighting a joint. Now I start these episodes blowing on my tea. My have times have changed. So I bet you're wondering, or more so pissed off, like, bitch, why is this episode the fuck late? Like, your schedule been all fucked up. What's going on? First and foremost, give a bitch a break. I'm fucking pregnant. I am, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I am, you know, doing Black Lives Matter work. Shit's taking priority over this podcast, i.e. trying to make sure people like us stay the fuck alive. So there's that. And also in the midst of my, you know, trying to do all that I can for our movement to make sure our people can, you know, sleep in their beds without being killed. Breonna Taylor's murders have still not been charged. Um, I suffered some police brutality to my physical person. Um, 
I don't know why I'm saying it's so weird. I think I'm just like, literally I've been so traumatized by it that I had to like take a break. I ha- I've seen two different therapists, my regular therapist and then a trauma therapist through the Michigan Liberation System, um, through the Michigan Liberation uh, group that works with like dealing with trauma specifically from protesting. And um, it's been a fucking wild journey. You know, you never really know until that shit hits you just how fucked up it feels. Um, Because like when you go into a situation like that or when you go into any situation, you don't necessarily expect to be harmed unless you harm someone. And like to be hit in my ribs by a six foot, little over 200 pound man in full riot gear, as a two month pregnant five foot five woman with a fucking sundress on, as I'm not even paying attention, I'm leaning over to help a young person up off the floor that was pushed to the ground by this by these police officers to be surprised hit in my ribs with a baton um, was just like trauma that you will never really be able to understand until you fucking experience it. Like there was so many levels to that trauma too, because it was like, one, I was traumatized from being hit. Then I was like having secondary trauma from watching other people be hit and just being in that environment and feeling like what the fuck is happening? Cause it literally happened at the end of my block on my block. Um, rest in peace, Hakeem Littleton, who was murdered by the Detroit police department. Um, so it's been a rough fucking week, man. Like it's been a rough fucking week and I've been trying to find joy and solace um, and trying to just, you know, find my peace. And I found that the only way that I was able to do that was by taking fucking naps, um, taking a break, you know, like checking out and checking in. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) I bet you have to check out and check in. No, but seriously, I did have to check out and check in with myself. Um, and just like really evaluate like what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, how I was feeling it. There were so many complex emotions that came up with this. Like, I was mad at myself for how I mean, I watched back the footage of what happened because I was on live, and obviously a couple other people were on live, and I got to see myself being attacked. I got to see others being attacked. I got to see my reaction when my husband was attacked, um, and I wasn't really proud of my actions. Like, I feel like I went straight like rage mode, like screaming at the police, spitting on the police, hitting the police with my umbrella, all because my personal body was violated in a way that I was not expecting. And then to watch them pepper spray my husband and beat him with the fucking uh, police baton. Like, yeah, it was a fucking lot. And I'm sorry to like even dump this on you because, you know, as black women, we already have the weight of the world on our shoulders constantly. And then it doesn't help that people are literally out here calling for black women to save us, like literally calling for black women to save them. We're not your fucking saviors. We're not your fucking, you know martyrs we're done being y'all fucking martyrs you know there's a lot that happened this week Kanye West on lost his cotton picking fucking mind again on Twitter but you know Dave Chappelle said some really you know some really impactful things that got me even looking at that situation different but the reason why I bring that up is because like he said some wild shit about Harriet Tubman he said Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves that she just found them new masters essentially And it's just like, boom, there you go. Like, even, you know, this Black woman freed herself, then came back to free others time and time again, the sacrifices she's made, only to be talked about so disrespect so disrespectfully by so many people in this modern day era. If I was Harriet Tubman, I'd be fucking hunting the fuck out these bitches. But you know what? She probably don't have time because you know why? The bitch needs rest. After all that fucking work, she ain't got time to be running around chasing y'all because y'all out here saying fuck shit on Al Gore's internet. She needs to rest. We all need to rest, black women. 
damn, aren't y'all tired? Aren't y'all tired of being the martyrs? Aren't y'all tired of constantly taking on the weight of the world of everyone else only for people to spit in your fucking face? We've watched black women this year get thrown into dumpsters. We've watched black women get laughed at for being shot. Megan Thee Stallion was shot and people made a fucking meme out of it. People made a meme out of fucking Breonna Taylor. Like they just have no respect for black women and our struggle. Yet when it's time for us to be quote unquote, angry black women and, you know, fight for them. Then everybody's like, black women, save us. We love you. Not even, they don't even say we love you. They just say black women save us. And then in the same breath, calling us a bitch, aggressive, ghetto, ratchet, all this shit. Fuck y'all. Shit is fucking crazy, man. Like we do all of this for what? To be laughed in our faces to be disrespected. So I know y'all remember the episode where I was like, black women get ready. So you got to stay ready. And I was calling for black women to get firearms. Now I'm telling y'all to take a fucking nap and take a fucking break because I'm seeing so many black women at the forefront of all of these movements, whether it be, you know, fighting to make sure our kids. Oh, I really need to figure out how to fucking turn that off, man. Ugh. But it is 6.30 a.m., just in case you need that fucking reminder of how up early I am because my baby wouldn't let me sleep. But I'm just, like, sick of it. We're constantly, you know, in this fight um, for justice, doing all of this work with no appreciation, no thank you, no you know, assistance, no nothing. Y'all just like run us ragged and then just expect us to fucking, I don't know, be fine with it. Like, just be like, oh, it's okay. Fucking work your fingers to the bone. Fucking bleed for us. Fucking die for us. But we still won't respect you. We still won't love you. We'll still talk trash on you. We'll still call you beautiful by comparing you to fucking fucking food and chocolates and shit like come on we deserve better we deserve better than this fuck shit hand that we've been dealt and I just feel like you know if you follow the Aisha please twitter not the podcast twitter but my like actual personal twitter you would see that like I have been the fuck over this shit and it really is because like I found myself like after that situation happening and taking a break, feeling bad. Bitch felt bad, my nigga. Like I felt fucking bad. How do I feel bad for being literally fucking abused by police and deciding to take a break for myself? That's insane. It's insane. But it's also just the very raw, real reality of black women and just goes to show our our struggle is so deep, you know? We breastfed fucking the nation. We birthed the nation, breastfed these niggas only for them to turn around and call us nigger with a hard R. Like, how much more are we going to take? At this point, you know, like I said it on Twitter and I'll say it again. At this point, it's time for black women to... You know, let these motherfuckers figure this shit out themselves. You see how they talk about Harriet. You see how they talk about Megan. You see how they talk about Brianna. You see how they talk about any black woman who's ever had anything. Like any injustices done to them or just anything. Black women can't even get a fucking Tesla without niggas telling them to take a picture of them driving it. Oh, that's not really your car, but a white bitch Susie posts her fucking BMW and it's all like, yes, girl, congratulations, girl, using our slang to congratulate this bitch. Cut the cameras. Like, <laughs> if you ever see the fucking Black China, Black China um, little gif where she'd be like, cut the cameras, dead ass. That's how I feel. Cut the cameras, dead ass, like we done. Fucking pull out, pull out, pull out. Abort, 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 abort mission, sis, abort mission. 
We got to rise up and rise the fuck on out of this bitch. Because you know what? At the end of the day, this is a shithole country that we have no control over, honestly, of what's going to happen. And this is not me trying to be a pessimist. This is me like literally, you know, still doing the work. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not at the protest anymore. I refuse. I'm not. No, my ancestors shed enough blood for this shit. And I feel like they rolling over in their grave seeing me have to do that shit and then get hit while carrying fucking life. Like, just think about the internal trauma that that's then going to put on my fetus. Like, imagine if my feet, if my, if my baby is a girl now fucking with, like, I'm not only, if my child is a girl, I'm not only carrying my child, but I'm carrying my future grandchildren. So I'm just then continuing to add that fucking trauma to them. I think the fuck not. My ancestors went through enough that you won't see me under the fucking protest. You won't see me there. You'll see me, you know, with my group doing community work, you know, making space for black joy, doing liberation zones where people, where it's free of police, where people can exist, doing um, community art projects, doing community food banks, doing self-defense classes. You'll see me doing shit like that in the community. But to be at a fucking protest, no. Get them white bitches out there. Because guess what? When I was out there, yes, they were mishandling all of us, but guess who was getting mishandled the worst? Black people. When they fucking pushed that white girl on the floor and dragged her across the pavement so bad that her fucking skin was hanging off with like flesh on it, they stopped and was like, oh my God, and tried to offer her assistance. When have you ever heard of fucking police and riot gear, especially during this time, offering assistance to anyone that got hurt? They pushed that old fucking white man on the floor and bust his fucking head open and didn't even help him. Come on now. Mm, 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 mm. It's a damn shame, sis. It's a damn fucking shame. This is the shit that we got to go through. And don't even get me started on black queer people, especially black queer women. It'd be black trans women, which, you know, I hate even saying trans women because I feel like trans women are women. So just know when I'm saying black women, I'm also including trans women because I really don't like to differentiate because they're women. I just don't really see the point. And if that offends somebody, obviously let me know. Like if you prefer to be called trans women, obviously I will call you trans women. But I just like feel like y'all women and period. So don't get me started on black queer women, okay? Like we out here, it's mostly like queer black folks out in these streets, to be quite honest with you. Queer black femme identified folks and women out here doing this fight like all the groups that I'm working with are all led by black women or black you know queer identified folks and so it's like we out here doing this good fight only for y'all to spit in our face twice for being black for being queer and then for being a woman so three times if you know black queer if the if the black queer folks that I'm talking about identify as women I do it's just like we can't fucking win. And you can't win, child. You can't get out. You can't get out of the game. If you don't know where that song is from, fucking slap yourself. Because that's from The Wiz. And that is when Michael Jackson's character, who plays the fucking lion, sings that song. And when I tell you every time I think about like just the fuck shit black women have to deal with, I'm just like, you can't win, child. You can't get out, you can't get out of the game, but we can't get out the fucking game because it's time. It's time to fucking abort, abort, abort mission because we got to get out this shit because I'm convinced that because we constantly, constantly, constantly keep sweeping up everybody's fucking messes and keep cleaning up after everybody and fucking saving everybody, that's why they feel like they could treat us like this. But it's time for them to learn this harsh ass fucking lesson and fall on their ass. And don't worry, we gonna be straight because black women always straight. And guess what? Black women always gonna take care of black women. So don't worry about you and yours. You're gonna be good. Just stop taking care of these other niggas. Take care of you, your family, whoever the fuck you are feeling like... I don't even feel called to because I feel like black women be feeling called to help mad people. But like, make sure that at the end of the day, If you do decide to help people, you're helping yourself first and you're taking breaks. 
Because like, I can't even say that I'm out the game because I'm still doing community work. I'm still doing Black Lives Matter activist work. I'm just doing it in a different capacity. Like I told my therapist, I got to move different because after I fucking got hit, bitch, it's one thing when it's my body and my body autonomy and I can go out here and be like, I don't care if I die because I fucking don't, my nigga. Like, I don't care if I die. I don't care if I'm out here dying because guess what? No matter what, black people are being killed and dying. So I don't care. But where my care set in is the fact that it's not just about me now. I'm carrying a fucking whole ass human being that not only didn't ask to be in this world, but was wanted to be in this world. Me and my husband want this baby. We had, we tried for months to get pregnant after I got my IUD out. I got my IUD out in January. We got pregnant in May. Okay. And I know that's not a long time, but when you're trying for a baby, that is a long time because every period was like a a stab in the heart. Like I would cry every time I got my period. And like most times bitches is crying for their period for a whole other reason, because who the fuck wants their period? Well, I'm about to fuck doubling up. Dubby, don't start. It's 6.39 in the morning, little nigga. This motherfucker. Shut up. So it's just like when that fucking happened, I just was like, it's not about me. It's about my baby. And I, I, I can't put myself in harm's way and not think about that. Because, like, my baby is not consenting to be to this protest. I'm really big on consent, um, and I'm really big on body autonomy, and it's really been fucking with me, this pregnancy, because body autonomy, consent, and pregnancy just don't mix. Like, those three things do not mix at all. Like, they just don't. When you're pregnant, you no longer have body autonomy because I don't get to eat what I want. I don't get to sleep when I want. I don't get to do anything the way that I want to do. I'm always doing it around the baby schedule. I pee around the baby schedule, which is why the fuck I'm up at some 6.40 in the morning because I woke up to pee like I do every fucking night at 3.30 or like I either wake up at like 3.15 or 3.15 to 3.30. I wake up every night to pee. And this time I couldn't go back to sleep. So I scrolled through Twitter and Instagram, pouring out my feelings. And then I was like, oh, I finally got a, a idea for the fucking podcast. Because that was another thing. You guys know, like, I try to make these pod- these podcast episodes as raw and real and on, you know, in tune with what the fuck's going on in my life as possible. And I was deciding back and forth, back and forth, what should this podcast episode be about? Because it's the last episode of the season. And I was supposed to do a podcast episode interviewing my friend Joy about um, about dating during the pandemic. My friend Joy and my friend um, Katie, because they're both dating, but dating in different ways. Um, so I wanted to talk to them about that. Then I wanted to talk about, you know, um, how, you know, people are finding joy in the pandemic. But then this shit happened and then a bitch needs to take a week off just to process her fucking emotions and it's still not processed. Like even today, me and the girls went to Bell Out to just sit by the water, you know, me and the coven, um, us woo-woo bitches. We went to the fucking um, Bell Out to sit by the water and just like, you know, fucking collect our thoughts, burn some Palo Santo and just like vibe, watch the sunset and all this shit. And I was just like processing more and more stuff. And I have to realize that when I'm processing this shit, I can't just dump it on folks. Like I just be saying, cause it's like, it's like, that's how trauma works. Like, you know, that's how trauma manifests itself. Like you don't even realize how much it fucked you up until you just randomly burn out. Like, some random shit like oh yeah like that time I got hit in the ribs by the police and people are like oh my god and you're like oh shit that is very dark sorry but it's like that's the real thing that happened like and like don't get me wrong people have been literally killed by the police and brutalized by the police in way worse ways than me but that shit just shook me to my core like the night after I had a dream like a nightmare that the police were fucking cutting my baby out of my stomach in the street Like, that's fucked up. That's our reality, though. Like, that's our reality, though. Especially when it comes to Black women. It's just like, when it comes to us maternally, we've constantly had this war against us as well. 
Um, and so it doesn't it doesn't shock me that that is something that happened to me during a fight for Black Lives because a fight for Black Lives is always a fight for Black moms to even be able to reproduce. <laughs> like the shit that it used to do to us, you know, making us sterile and all other types of shit so we couldn't reproduce. These motherfuckers are crazy. I mean, and like the shit that happened, you know, earlier this week with Nick Cannon too. Nick Cannon, you know, made some inflammatory statements about white people and Jewish people, um, which, you know, you know, I'm always going to be raw, open, honest. Some of that shit was fucked up. Like it was definitely a lot of, um, you know, anti-Semitism, like bullshit that he said. But some of the shit he said was factual and actual. When he was talking about white people being fucking animalistic, that shit is real. Like, these motherfuckers is out here throwing temper tantrums because they have to wear a mask, out here peeing on themselves outside, out here coughing on people, spitting on people, all because they don't want to put on a fucking mask. Bitch, what? So you finna act fucking wild, buck wild, crazy because you don't want to fucking put on a mask, bitch, to save your fucking life. These niggas out here wearing fishnet masks because you know how stores are requiring covering. So it's still considered a covering. Bitch, you would not be able to come into my store. I'd be like, bitch, that's not a fucking covering. You got fucking dental floss on your face. Get the fuck out my store. Niggas is fighting people because they don't want to fucking get out the store for not wearing a mask. That seems like animalistic behavior to me. The fact that y'all used to hang us and go watch that shit seems like animalistic behavior to me. It seems evil. It seems like shit evil people do. I don't even think animals act like that. Honestly, I'm offended that he even said it's animalistic behavior because I've never seen an animal do no shit like that. I've never seen no animal blatantly torture another animal. White people do that shit. White people and white people only. And if you're offended by that, fucking check your ancestry because I'm pretty sure somewhere down the line, y'all got motherfuckers that did that shit. And until you can look back a hundred years and see that you have people who have not done this shit, do not fucking come to me with your fucking anger about this shit and about, oh, am I, I wasn't racist. If you can't go back a hundred years and see that your people weren't racist or owning slaves or doing some racist shit, don't talk to me. If you can go back 100 years and be like, no, for the last 100 years, my people have been doing everything they can for black people. Okay, you get a cookie, bitch. Bake it your fucking self. Like, come on. I know that there's so many white people right now that are doing everything in their power right now to really advocate and fight for black lives and you know the people in portland are like literally bring tears to my eyes when i see them even though the fact that moms are out there singing lullabies about hands hands up please don't shoot me hands up please don't shoot me that shit is apocalyptic and it's creepy but it's fucking it's real and the fact that white women are using their white you know, privilege and innocence to literally guard fucking protesters from the fucking army that the fucking president has sent into our fucking cities because he wants us to stop protesting speaks volumes to me. And that is not lost on me at all. So like, don't get it twisted. There are white people and there are people who happen to be white. And Amanda Seals did a great great, great job making that distinction. Because I tell you that shit lives in my heart. I think about that all the time. Because I, obviously, my fucking partner is a white, cis, hetero, fucking blind hair, blue-eyed male. Right? So, you know, I have friends that are white. I'm in a quote-unquote white sorority, which technically is just a panhelic, panhelic, I can't talk. My brain's fucked up. I can't say any word, right? Just, just fuck, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, um, sorority. And I have like, you know, really, I have family members and friends who are, you know, people who happen to be white and are doing the fucking work. You know what I mean? 
I have a sorority sister, Chrissy, who I've never met in person, who I know through fucking Facebook and Instagram, who messages me and checks it on me, sends me candles, sends me books, you know, drops money in the cash shop for me to just get a bagel or a donut. She's right now sending me New Jersey water so I can fucking make pizza dough, like, and hot sauce. Like, just showing up for Black people in ways that we have never seen people show up for us before, especially people that are white. So that's not lost on me. But the rest of y'all motherfuckers, y'all got to get it the fuck together. Because y'all out here walling in these streets. Real talk. And y'all looking real, real ugly in the light. And it's just, it's becoming more and more clear just how fucked up y'all really can be. Nick Cannon lost his whole job for that. And granted, he apologized. Um, And I also felt the way about that because those were his raw, uncut feelings. And like, yeah, he should have apologized for like, you know, his anti-Semitism comments and like how he, you know, went about that shit. But at the same time, he should also be given space to feel his feelings the same way y'all let Kanye West out here feel his feelings and be fucking racist and anti-black to folks. And then let him apologize and everything's over. Nick Cannon apologized and lost his fucking show. And he was speaking facts. Fucking, he was speaking facts wrapped in some ugliness. Nick Cannon, I mean, yeah, Nick Cannon was speaking facts wrapped in some ugliness. Kanye West was speaking fucking bullshit wrapped in bullshit. Come on. Mm. This pregnancy tea is actually fucking delicious. Um, so it's just, it, it blows my mind just the, the, the pressure that is put on black women to constantly perform and be these fucking superheroes. Like, why we always got to do the saving? Y'all niggas don't know how to fight. Y'all niggas don't know how to fucking cook. Y'all niggas don't know how to breastfeed y'all children. Y'all niggas don't know how to do shit. Like, why y'all always putting the fucking labor on us? Why it's always black women the fuck help me? Nigga, figure this shit the fuck out. Like, come on now. But you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for them not knowing. Not full responsibility, partial, because black women really don't need to be blamed for shit. But I'm going to take responsibility and my part in it, which is constantly doing the work for you. And I'm going to take responsibility by stopping to do the work for you. Because yes, this is an issue around black lives, but this is not just black people's issue, period. It's not our, it's not our issue because we're not the people who have an issue. White people have the issue with us. This is y'all shit to figure out. So figure it the fuck out. Talk to your people. Go out into the streets. Figure the fuck out why they doing this shit. Don't tell me black people, don't tell me police officers are also killing white people. That's not okay either, nigga. Like, you think the police should just be out here fucking busting niggas up? Beating pregnant black women in the ribs? Like, come on. Come on. Come on with it. All right, I'll be right back. Let's take a quick break. These motherfuckers outside barking and I'm gonna have to let them the fuck in. BRB, niggas. I'm back, bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> did you take a break? Did you even, what did you do in that little bit of time? I know it wasn't a lot of bit of time because your break is not necessarily as long as the break I took because of the way I spliced the episodes together. But, um... You should have took a little pause, like at least a little, a little five minute, a little five minute break. Cause shit's real. Shit's fucking real. And I'm tired of us being called upon. I want to bring attention to some tweets that I saw um, around black women taking fucking breaks that I would like to give credit where credit is due. Right. So. <laughs> Um, one of them is by the Twitter name. Oh shit. It's just fucking, I hate this thing. You scroll one thing and then it fucking will fuck your whole shit up. God damn. Damn it, bitch. Hold up. I'm about to find it. Here it is. Um, so a 
Asia Chloe Brown at Asia Chloe Brown on Twitter said, as a black woman, as a black woman, I choose not to save y'all. Bitch, when I tell you that spoke to my fucking soul, as a black woman, I choose not to save y'all. And then the response was just like the fucking icing on the fucking cake because the response came from Southpaw94, Glizzy McGuire. And they said, they treat us like we're supposed to be the Avengers. Like, no, ma'am, we don't want to assemble. Leave us alone. Right. Then somebody by the name of Christelle, Chrissy underscore 9062 said, we don't get nearly the same level of respect. Like, and it's just this whole fucking threat is just black women, including myself, talking and saying, testify, preach, and pretty much saying, yes, we're tired. We're tired. We're tired of y'all. Stop asking us to fucking do more work. Do the work yourself. How about you leave by example? How about you start and we'll catch up? Never. Another tweet by Aluminum Metal, um, a young black man, <laughs> according to the profile photo. I don't know how they identify. So if I uh, misgendered you or used improper pronouns for you, please let me know, Aluminum Metal. But um, this one, I had to retweet. And then I had to also add my little two cents because he was like, Harriet Tubman might as well start hunting folks since she can't rest in peace. And I'm just like, the only reason why I had to retweet it because I'm like, also Harriet Tubman don't need to, she needs to rest. Fuck hunting these people. Like if y'all gonna keep saying her name in vain, this bitch might as well take the, the longest nap she can. Shit. She already in a, the eternal nap, death, shit. Don't be calling her from her fucking spiritual realm to fucking give nobody no drags. We need to be dragging these motherfuckers out here for talking ill on her name. Once again, stop putting the work on black women. This woman out here dead and gone for how long now? How long? And y'all calling on her ass to come and gather the people talking shit about her. You gather these niggas. Shit. Y'all gather these niggas. They really out here fucking just disrespectful to the whole set. And that's what I'm telling you to leave it alone. Stop fucking being the martyr to these motherfuckers who don't even say thank you. And that goes into all motherfucking realms, okay? Don't just take this message from me on this podcast of Black Women, of this podcast episode, Black Women Take a Nap. Don't just, um, you know, take this in regards to like, you know, the pandemic movement or, you know, the fucking war, civil war or the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm talking about take this shit all the way through your fucking life. Take this shit to when somebody fucking calling you, asking you for shit, but don't ever call you to check in. Stop answering the phone. Period. You are not anybody's trash can. You are not anyone's doormat. You are not anyone's fucking therapist. You don't do this shit for free. You're not a fucking a slave to the family just because you happen to be quote unquote the strong one strong people don't mean that just because you strong don't mean you have to endure okay me and my friend was just talking about that me and my friend Jolica was talking about that today because she was telling me and I want to have her on the podcast too but like I said <laughs> bitches is tired um, but she was talking to me about, because I was like, I just can't believe, you know, how our ancestors were able to like withstand this. And she was like, you do know that they were like trained for that. And I did not know that. I did not know that. Why? Because our fucking government, when it comes, well, not our government, our school system, which is still part of our government when you really think about it, but our school system has failed us in black education of the, the civil rights movement and just in, you know, anything black, like the history of black people, period. Whether it was before slavery or after slavery, during slavery, nothing. They're really horrible at giving us black history. But through my friend who, you know, reads books <laughs> and is also a black woman, she told me 
Yeah, like they used to train for that. Like they used to literally like how we like how niggas train for basketball. Like these niggas used to sit like have meetings where they got stuff thrown on them, where they pe- people yelled at them, said racial slurs, so that they could be able to endure. Isn't that fucked up? Like when you see those shots of like the people sitting at the like the diner counter and getting milkshakes poured on them and stuff, they trained for that. They trained for that. No wonder black people have so much fucking built up trauma in our DNA. That shit doesn't just go away, my nigga. The body keeps the score. Trauma fucking um, like manifests physically in the body, creating physical illness. If you haven't read the book, The Body Keeps the Score, I highly suggest you read it. Um, I read some parts of it that were that were like, you know, important to the plates of work that I was doing when I was working at the Schwitz. Shout out to the fact I'm going to be on PBS talking about plates. <laughs> I have to do that later today. But um, yeah, and it just goes to show. And, I, and like the more I talked to her about it, the more I researched, the more I just thought about it. It just made it very clear to me that I have to move different because I just feel like if I continue to do the same things that my ancestors and those before me did, that they did that shit and died possibly for it in vain. And it's just like, it like I'm I'm like, you could probably hear it, but like I'm getting even teary eyed just fucking thinking about it because it's just like, why are we still having to go through this? Why are we still having to do this? Why are our bodies still being subjected to this trauma physically, emotionally? Like, it's not right. It's not right. And for white people to act as though this shit is not real or to act as though this shit isn't happening to us is, like, barbaric. It's like, y'all people did this to us. And then we're suffering the very real results of that through trauma, PTSD, anxiety, hypertension. We have all of these issues that have manifested from our ancestral trauma and current today trauma that happens every day. Because y'all keep showing us videos of people, of black people being murdered every day on every platform. You don't think that shit, like, does something to the mind? You don't think that shit, like, changes people on a molecular level? When a plant's environment is changed to a more traumatic environment, even the fucking plant adjusts. And the trauma manifests in the plant. Sometimes that means the flowers bloom differently. Or maybe, you know, if the sun is more coming in one side of the window, the plant will lean more towards that window. You know, as a as a as a new plant mom with all my plants, I'm seeing that every day. I'm seeing that every day. And I'm also seeing how it's imperative to clip off the dead ends. I clipped off the dead ends of my lily plant, and now this bitch is growing like big ass new flowers. Because all the flowers like that, I mean not big ass new big ass new leaves, because all the big leaves were like the leaves that I bought it with. And now it's like all these new leaves coming together and it's very beautiful to see. That's gonna be us. That's gonna be us when we stop giving people all of us in ways that is not reciprocated or appreciated. It's time. It's time for us to rest. It's time for us to take a nap. It's time for us to have agency in our own joy and happiness and how we live our life. So much of how Black women have to move through this world is based in trauma. It's based in, you know, trying to exist in a way that minimizes trauma. And that's why I'm so, so fucking big. Um, black women, especially black queer women, living out loud to their fullest fucking extent. That's why it was so important to me when I cut off all my hair. Because that, to me, that was like a sign that I'm no longer conforming to your beauty standards. I'm letting my true beauty shine through. 
you can see my face now. I'm not hiding behind, you know, what you consider natural hair. I'm not doing all of these twist outs to make my hair curly like the four, like the three A girls. I have four C kinky knots and that's what you're going to see. Stop. Just take a break. Like we have to, we have to black women or we're going to die. Like, it's like, I feel like that's why they keep calling us to action because they want us to tire out and just die. That's what it feels like. It feels like they just like, go ahead, black women, go out there and sacrifice. So we don't got to. Go ahead, black women. Go ahead and get your bodies beat. Go ahead and get your minds fucked up. Go ahead while we talk shit on you. We can attack y'all from every end so y'all just can't continue on no more. Fuck that. We're done. Cut the cameras, dead ass. We're done. We're done. We're done. Um, a tweet that I want to also highlight that had me like really in my feels um, is a tweet by um, a person named Lady Revere. And their at on Twitter is A-S-H-A-N-I-S-M. Ashanism? I don't know. But it spoke to me so deep because I was just like, this is how I'm feeling, like, about everything. Um, they say, imagine living majority of your life in survival mode for someone to be like, I got you. You trust them, and then they leave you hanging. It's happened to me too, way too many times. This shit is traumatizing, bruh. Having a hard time asking for help, not liking to rely on people, waiting to be disappointed, and never mind I got it mentality is deeper than having too much pride. It's about not trusting anyone to protect you when you've spent your whole life having to do it yourself. That shit broke my fucking heart, dog. Because of the fact that, like, that's me. And that's another Black woman. If I'm like, you know, if that's not how they identify, let me know. Oh, no, they do. They have their pronouns in their bio, she, her, and they're Black. Um, I'm about to put my pronouns in my bio because that's actually super fucking smart. Um, I don't know why I haven't done that before. What the fuck am I fucking on drugs? Um, but that shit just spoke to me deep because it's just like, it's raw and it's real. And I have those feelings and I'm always like, literally I had a breakdown the other day because I was showing my mom my registry after mad people had asked me to post the registry. And not that I was expecting like people to buy out the registry immediately upon posting it, but I expect the people who have been asking me for weeks about the registry to at least like, you know, favorite some items because you can see all of that stuff or at least look at it. And I got no engagement on the post. I got nothing bought and said to me and it just made me upset. And I just started crying. I was just like, I just don't, I just, this is why I don't ask people for help. I just do it my fucking self because you ask people for help and they fucking disappoint you. And then the biggest thing is like one of my quotes that I live by is expect the worst, hope for the best. That's literally comes from this fact of not being able to rely on anyone because every time you do, they just slap you in your face. That's the fucking reality for black women on a daily on a fucking daily people just treat us like shit oh i do have my pronouns in my bio <laughs> people just treat us like shit and it just like isn't and the frustrating thing about it is like it's really nothing we can do like it's like we just have to like withstand it Which to me is fucked up. <sighs> Which is why the only thing we can do, in my opinion, is to take a break. Take a fucking break. Let these motherfuckers do the work. Because apparently we've been doing the work and ain't shit been changing. We've been doing the work and they're not listening to us. We've been doing the work and it just seems as though it's going over everybody's head. So maybe we just stop. Maybe we just stop doing the work and maybe we just, you know, see what the fuck happens. Because, like, at this point, what's the worst that could happen? 
They already coming into our houses and killing us. They already killing our kids and our husbands and our cousins and our brothers. They beating us in the street when we're asking to not be killed. They're killing us in hospitals while we bring life into this world by not listening to our pain. What's the worst that could happen if we just stop showing up? Because I feel like the worst that could happen is already fucking happening to us. And I think that the only thing that we can do is help ourselves. To help ourselves by not helping others. I know that sounds so fucked up. And I know, like, as black women, I know y'all probably fucking dragging me. Like, bitch, that sounds selfish. But it's time for us to be fucking selfish. Because we've been selfless for a very long time and doing a whole bunch of shit for others all of our fucking life. From the time we were fucking eggs in our ancestors' wombs all the way till actual, like, beings existing on this plane of earth and existing in this realm doing the same work they were doing. So it's like, maybe it's time we stop doing it. Maybe that's not what we should be doing. Maybe our role is to take care of us. Because at the end of the day, Black women are always taking care of Black women. And that's a fact. That's a fact. A dead cold fact. You ask anybody around, they're going to tell you who takes care of Black women? Black women. Even white women are jealous about the bonds that Black women have with each other because we always, always, always take care of each other. And that's on facts. If a Black woman called me right now, it's like, bitch, I need you to pick me up from fucking Ireland, bitch. I'm booking the flight. I'm figuring it out. At least. We're going to figure it out how to get her ass home. Because we don't, we know that we're the only ones that care about us. We know we're the only ones that love on us. So if we know these things, why do we keep pouring into these people to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results as insanity? And we're not fucking insane. We're just fucking traumatized. That's literally what it all comes down to. It comes down to our trauma not allowing us to take take a step back because we are we fear too much if we take a step back how that's going to be perceived by people how folks will perceive us how you know we we just we just fear it I guess we just fear it but we shouldn't because it shouldn't caring for ourselves shouldn't enrage folks in such a way that they act ugly towards us. And if they do, I mean, ain't shit change. Because these motherfuckers act ugly to us. We could fucking, like I said, our fucking ancestors, our grandparents, in some cases, in some cases, even our mothers. Well, probably not our mothers. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Uh, Some people's mothers. Some people, some black women who are older. Fucking breastfed slave children. I mean, not slave children. Fucking breastfed uh, slave master children. And then those same slave master children grew up and whipped us and called us nigger. <laughs> it's just not funny. It's just fucking, it's a, the reason why I made that little laugh is because it's like, this is a fucking joke. Like, it's it's just a fucking joke how we're treated in this world and then expected to perform at these high levels of productivity and be fucking Avengers and be fucking superhuman. And it's like, you're so strong, girl. Black women are the strongest women in the world. Fuck y'all. Because we're tired of being strong. We want to cry. We want to sleep. We want to be upset. We can't even be angry, which is a full range of our emotions. We can't even show our full range of emotions without y'all niggas like micro analyzing us because every black woman I know, every black girl I know can relate when I talk about you just being in a, you know, in a blah mood and I'm having a blah day and you just not your as, you know, perky self. And everybody asking you 50 times a day, what's the matter? What's the matter? Are you okay? You look mad. Is everything okay? Are you sad? What's going on? Are you mad? It's always, are you mad though? It's rarely, are you sad? It's always are you mad are you mad at me 
That's the Beckys. Are you mad at me? Because, you know, they take everything personally and they censor themselves and everything. Are you mad at me? You seem mad at me. Well, the way you answered how you're mad at me sounds like you're mad at me. What did I do? You're doing this. <laughs> That's what you're doing. That's what you did. You know, just crazy. We lost one of our longtime, you know, Black activist, John Lewis. And it's just like all his life he had to fight. Literally. That fucking quote from Color Purple never resonated with me more. Now I get why fucking Oprah's character said that. Oh, my life I had to fight. Bitch, all our life we had to fight. And we still fighting. And it's time to put the Dukes down. It's time. Let these motherfuckers fight for us. And don't feel like it's you giving up. Because it's not you giving up. You just got to move differently. Think about it like that. My, my therapist was very proud of me for saying it like that. She's like, I like how you phrase that. You got to move differently. I got to move differently because, you know, I'm expecting a child and I can't just subject them to shit that I would subject myself to. I have to move differently because I'm a black queer woman and, you know, I'm always perceived as a threat no matter what. Black sis, we got to move differently. We got to move differently. We got to care for ourselves. We got to check in on ourselves. We got to, we got to move differently because if we don't start moving differently, we're going to continue to be dying at alarming rates at the hands of others and at the hands of strokes and, you know, nervous breakdowns. My fucking grandmother died of a stroke. And she was like 31 or 32 or something like that. Like her early 30s, either 31 to 33. One of those ages. I have to check on my mom. Um, no, I lied. She was 35 because I remember my mom being on her 35th birthday and being afraid that she was going to die. And feeling real accomplished when she passed 35, which <laughs> speaks volumes. But my grandmother had 12 beautiful children she bought into this world. Um and moved up here from North Carolina to Patterson, New Jersey to have a better life for them. And our family still talk shit on her. They talk shit and be like, Rosalie knew she shouldn't have that many kids. And it makes me so mad because it's like, this woman gave everything to for them. She couldn't help that she died. She didn't want, I'm pretty sure she didn't want to die and leave her 12 kids in the hands of her eldest to take care of. And that wasn't part of her fucking plan. My mother's 11 out of 12. If my grandmother had decided that she was done at 10, I would even be here. So I'm nothing but grateful to her and have nothing but respect for her and admiration for her. And I just think that's how we have to move for all Black women because we sacrifice every day. We do. I'm tired of crying for us. Like I'm crying again for us because I just want us to be okay. I want us to live. I want us to not die in hospitals while we're bringing our children into this world because they don't believe us when we say we're hurting. We hurt. We cry. We feel pain. We feel anger. But we deserve to feel joy. We deserve to feel peace. And no one's going to give that to us but us. So... I beg you, sis, I beg you, please take a nap. This is Aisha, host of the Aisha Please, pod- <laughs> Aisha Please podcast. Checking out. Mm, about to go take a nap. I hope you get to, too. I love y'all so much. So, so very much. And I'm, I'm sending all the love and light I can pour into y'all, into y'all. Know we always got each other's back. And know you always need to have your back. Peace. All right, friends. So 
This is Aisha, host of the Aisha Please podcast, signing out. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I hope that um, it helps you in whatever way it needs to help you. Or maybe it's just cool to hear some really interesting shit about me. I don't know. Whatever your kick is, I hope that you got to get it from this episode. Whatever your reasoning for listening in. I really hope that um, this one was a good one for you as much as it was a good one for me. You can find me um, on all socials. The Insta is um, at the... God, I always have to look because I have to do it differently. And on each one. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. But yeah, so you can find me on Insta at the Aisha Please Podcast. That's T-H-E... T as in tiger, H as in house, E as in egg, E as in egg, Y as in yes, E as in egg, S as in Sam, H as in house, A as in apple, please podcast, okay? That's my Insta handle. You can find me on motherfucking Twitter at, uh... (laughs) at Aisha Please Pod E-Y-E-S-H-A-P-L-E-A-S-E-P-O-D Aisha Please Pod you can also follow my personal Twitter if you want which is just Aisha Please E-Y-E-S-H-A-P-L-E-S-E I'll see you on these interweb streets if you have any questions, comments, or concerns you can email me at I am Aisha at AishaPlease.com. Love y'all. Peace.